Hi everyone, Caitlin McGrath here with the Be Her Village podcast. Uh, this podcast is all about the services that you can find on the Be Her Village registry. And it's also about pretty much anybody I come into contact with that I find interesting and want to talk to and want to introduce you to. And my guest today kind of falls into both of those categories because she happens to be a birth worker. And I also just met her and loved her and said, you need to come on my podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> you're welcome. So sitting here with me today is Lauren Oak. Lauren is uh, a postpartum doula. She is a mother of four children, including twins. She is a grandmother. She's a super, super hot grandma, by the way. It's <laughs> <This is> like <laughs> grandma goals. I mean, I, it's like 35-year-old goals, but also grandma goals. Holy crap. Um, she, is, <laughs> she is, we don't have a job title, but she is just like all, all up in Twiniversity, and she is best friends with the founder, and she does all kinds of work with Twiniversity and helping new moms learn about twins. So we're going to talk about twins today for sure. Um, she's a former foster care worker and now postpartum doula. And she was trained through Long Island Doula Association. And that's where we connected. And thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's like, so let me just, so everybody has like the context that I have right now. I just logged on and I said, oh, hey, Lauren, I haven't put on makeup. It's been a really busy morning. And she said, I just got home from doing an overnight. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you sure you want to do this right now? She's like, yeah, I'll just, I have a whole day planned. I'll sleep, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically, that's my motto. <laughs> you are just a bundle of energy and it's Thank kind of incredible. Me. The caffeine. caffeine. <laughs> I don't know. I drink a lot of caffeine and I, I, I sat with you in the coffee shop and just, you talked and talked and talked. And I just kept looking over at Janelle who was in the meeting and I was like, I feel lazy and I'm not lazy. <laughs> I have three kids and I'm running a business and I'm doing, it. and it's like, but somehow Lauren is just doing just it all. Coming. I think if I stopped having things to do, I'd probably just die. So I always have to have something to do. Yes. I find that too. The more I have, the more productive I am. So did you yeah. hear that or did I freeze? <laughs> you froze a little bit, but that's all right. Okay. We're going to work through the freezes, the freezes, the frozens. It's like Elsa in here. <laughs> Let it go. Um, so let's start with, do you want to talk about twins? Do you want to talk about foster care? You want to talk about- Do you have questions for me? I do. I have questions about all of it. Okay. So, Ask some so, questions. Okay. This is the question I really want to know. Let's go yeah. off list. I want to know what the feeling was like when you found out you were having twins. What was that moment like? Oh, I just got chills. Um, well, we had gone through fertility treatments, so we had an inkling that there was a possibility. We went through one round of IUI, which is just insemination, uh, interuterine insemination, and... Um, so we went for the round and then we went back, I want to say two or three weeks later, like I tested positive that I was pregnant and they said, come in for an ultrasound. So I went in with my husband and he was like, very like not comfortable in the medical surrounding. And so he sat like off in the corner and they did the sonogram and you know, the tech was like, oh, there's two. And my husband like jumped out of his seat and ran over and like grabbed the monitor and was like, no, <laughs> like you knew this was a possibility. Like 
we had like a 75% chance of having multiples. Oh, wow. That's a high chance. Yeah, I was on Clomid. And then they gave me a shot of something I had to give myself in the stomach. And it was just, they were like, basically, you're going to have twins. You know, I kind of knew it. Like I went in saying, please, let's not have the oak octuplets. I was thankful that we weren't going to have like eight. You know, I was like, let's not be on the news. (laughs) Let's not be on the news. I don't really want a reality show. Um, So I was like, okay. But I was also like in shock. Like, I just didn't say anything. I was just like, uh, 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 okay. And it really took a, like a little while for it to sink in. And my husband and I had met there. So, so we drove separately home. And I remember being like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because we, we were living with my dad at the time in a three-bedroom house. And I had an older daughter. We didn't have space. Like, I was in grad school. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? Am I going to finish grad school? Am I going to be able to work again? There were a lot of different things that we had to figure out. Mm. So we so figured it was it. overwhelming. It was super <laughs> overwhelming. And I was like, how are we going to afford them? Mm. Where are they going to sleep? What, you know, how am I going to do this? Right. Yeah. So what, so what comes next at that point? And, and I guess part of what I want to ask about is like, what, existed out there for someone who just found out they were having twins froze again oh no i know my internet connection is unstable all right sorry about that that's okay can you see me now okay good you yeah okay um so what what was out there how first of all how long ago was this this was in i got pregnant in july of 2005 and they were born in february 2006 so what type of resources were out there for you as a twin mom? The only thing that I utilized was the Suffolk County Mothers of Twins Club. Oh, that's cool. Support network that I became very active in. They actually probably saved my sanity some days. I didn't join though until the twins were three months old because I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. I was in a bagel shop with them and this woman came up to me and she gave me a little business card and she said, oh, I'm a mom of twins you might want to join. And I did join. Um, it was like $32 for the year for the membership. And I got this newsletter every month mailed to me before there was like email newsletters. And um, I would read it and say, oh, I want to go to this. Uh, they had monthly meetings at night, but my husband was working at night. I had no one to watch the twins. And I was like, I really want to go. It sounds fun. Like they would have speakers and they do crafts and they just have coffee and chit chat. And finally, when the twins were... I don't know, like eight or nine months old, I took them with me and went to the club for the first time on a Tuesday night in Bohemia. Wow. And they were so sweet. The women were like, here, I'll hold a baby. You get a cup of coffee and relax. And they were just so nice. And then I met like two women that I'm still friends with that night who had twins the same age. And um, the next month I got my neighbor to watch the twins. And I went by myself and like, I don't think I missed a meeting for months. Mm. It sounds like that connection was important. Yes. That 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 camaraderie. Like it's, it's, it really part of, I think the struggle that women are having these days. And I, I don't see it getting better. And this is part of where things like be her village and, and Mm -hmm. all the different in-person groups is like, there's this sense on social media that you're connected and that you're getting support but there is literally nothing like no. being 
in a room with a woman. This is why me and you met in person because yes, there's, yes. there's like this energy exchange and there's this feeling and there's this warmth and this empathy and there's something at least for me and I feel like I get the same sense from you. There's like this thing, even on Zoom, we're not having it now. Like there's this thing that happens when I'm in a room with somebody where like they fill me up, you know, and I think I fill them up and there's like excitement and like a spark and energy that's happening yes. and there's creation and it's so cool and and for new moms especially who you know, I'd love to talk about this like new moms get kind of thrown into this did you lose me again oh no um <laughs> we'll have to piece this together and make <laughs> one long podcast um they they have um they're kind of isolated, you know, like they can't, they, some, like, even if you have existing friends, once you become a mom, your needs are just so new and different and intense. And it's just, there's something about being in a room and getting mom friends. Yes. Yes. And I would imagine that's even more heightened for somebody with twins. Well, and I think it's really hard for mothers of twins because a lot of their friends have single babies. Mm. So it's hard because they see their, they see their, their friends who have single babies struggling, but maybe not as much. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it is double the work easily, you know, trying yeah. to feed two babies or trying to get two babies to sleep or any of that, just getting out of the house with two babies. Yeah. When I, this is so, I, I don't have multiples, but I have three kids mm -hmm. and I try really hard to like be empathetic but as a mom of three, and they were really small, I had three kids in under four years. As a mom of three really small kids, like I would look at a mom of one and be like, <laughs> is that even hard? Which I know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard because at the moment it's so hard. It's hard because when I had my one kid, I was drowning. I was drowning. So I know it's hard, but there's definitely this like little thing in my head. I'm like, really? You only have the one? Come on. Like I'm, I'm drowning now and I'm holding two more kids, but yes. it's, what it really comes down to for me, and this is where I like try to put that aside, although I am admitting that thought comes sometimes, is that it's hard for everybody. And like, if I've learned one thing in this whole parenting experience, it's that like everybody is doing the very best that they can. And it's literally close to impossible for everybody. <laughs> like it's really hard. Struggling. Everybody's struggling. Everybody is struggling. And I don't say that just to clarify, like, and I know you know this, I'm not saying that to scare pregnant people who are listening. Yeah, no, no. But it's more just if you find yourself struggling, we all we're all yes. struggling. We all look okay. Like, look at us. We're on a podcast. We're we're in business. We're doing things. Yeah, you know, I feel like we get so many accolades. It's like, oh no, no, no. We are struggling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we get and off this podcast. We're struggling. At 3 p.m. when I'm in bed because I haven't slept <laughs> in a day. And right. to make dinner. Like I was getting texts last night from one of my twins saying, you didn't make dinner. I was like, well, I needed to nap before I got on a train to go into Manhattan to work for the night. Yeah. The so, pressure of feeding children every three hours for the rest of what feels like the rest of my life. Is like, it's intense. I feel like I could go all day without eating. And they're like, every three hours, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Do I have a snack? What's, I don't want that for dinner. Yeah. It has to be cooked and organic and none of them ever want the same things. But like, oh my goodness. They all want something different. Yes. Always. Okay. Awesome. I love, I love this. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about, let's see, let's stick with the twin thing. So let's talk about Twiniversity because as soon as we met in person, you just started telling me about this amazing resource. So I think 
um, if we have listeners that are twin moms or maybe are going through fertility treatments and are being told similar things as you, what, um, how did Twiniversity come into your life and what does that look like and what does it do? Okay. Well, Twiniversity is actually the number one online resource for parents of multiples. So it's not just twins. There are triplet stuff. There's quadruplet info, um, but it's mostly twin stuff. Um, uh, the founder is Natalie Diaz, who is a dear friend of mine who I met at a mother of twins club convention. We just hit it up off the way you and I did. Like we just sat down and we're like, Hey, you know, (laughs) hadn't talked endlessly. Yeah. We became really good friends. And over the years I've done, everything. I was the special projects manager. I wrote articles on super moms. Like I found moms of twins and would write articles on them. I did editing for many years. Um, I would go on vacation and then write like a review on it for them. You know, they would be so, I was listening to your yeah. podcast and you did something from a trunk of a car at a car show. Yes. <laughs> I go to the the New York City car show and go and report on what kind of cars would be great for parents of multiples. And they had me like in trunks, literally like this trunk big enough for your stroller. Are you like about stroller size? (laughs) Are you going to be able to put your stroller and your groceries in here? Oh my goodness. Asking Um, the important questions. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, um, I don't know what else. Like I go to Woodlock Pines lodge and spend the weekend with a bunch of other mommy bloggers and report back to how it would be for parents of twins. That's great. It sounds like a really fun job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been really doing much of it right now because I've been doing concentrating on my postpartum doula practice and everything. So, um, but every once in a while they'll ask, you know, for, to look things over on the website, we'll do surveys and you know, let's take a look at this and see if there's any problems before we post it or. So moms of twins can log on. Is it like a community? Are there chat boards? Well, there is, it's a website, but then there's also like a Facebook page and an Instagram page and we do Twitter stuff. And like, if moms have questions about anything, Mm -hmm. you can just message them on Facebook and they can either post it to the whole community or, um, they can be linked into like an article that might get to it. We have, there's like over a hundred writers. We post uh, a few articles every week oh, and you can just go on the website and like search like, and breastfeeding twins or, you know, splitting twins up in school. You know, there's so many articles, thousands and thousands of articles on anything wow. from pregnancy to like college, basically. That is so valuable I would imagine see this is the part of like the internet and technology age that's working for moms is that instead of like having to know somebody everything is in one spot and it sounds like anybody who's pregnant with twins should go to Twiniversity there's there's stroller reviews there's there's also a YouTube channel there's like oh wow there's all sorts of things like you can check out like different bottles there's like lists of things like things you need for when you're breastfeeding, for when you're pumping, mm-hmm. for just getting things to put in your diaper bag. That's so gives you, that's wonderful. Yeah. Things about postpartum depression, things about, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts, anything. There's so much, so much valuable information. 
That's great. So whoever's listening, go to Twiniversity, check them out. Um, switching gears a little bit, I have one question. I want to talk about postpartum doula stuff, but I have a question first for you. This okay. is really just my own curiosity, yeah. although maybe it'll lead somewhere. What did you find the challenges? And I don't know if this is like a fair question because I think you were probably in different life stages, but what was the difference in bringing home a singleton and bringing home twins? Like what, what is the difference there in terms of workload, in terms of overwhelm and postpartum issues? Okay. Well, bringing, you know, my twins were born at 32 weeks, so they were premature. Many twins are premature. So they're smaller. They have NICU time. Um, not all do some, you know, um, the likelihood that you're going to have a C-section is probably higher when you have twins versus a singleton. I mean, my first, I had a midwife, all natural delivery. I, I mean, I was young, but I popped back pretty bad, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a single mom. So that, that in itself was exhausting. My mom helped me. She stayed up with me at night and helped me get through. Thank was, God for moms. Oh my God. Thank God. I mean, I don't know what I would have done without her. Yeah. Um, and then when I had the twins, I had no one. My mom had passed away. My mother-in-law was working. It was me and my husband looking at each other like, what are we going to do with these two babies? And they were on a schedule where, because they were so small, they had to eat every three hours. Like I couldn't let them go. Mm-hmm. I had to feed them. Um, I had alarm clocks going off in the middle of the night. It was exhausting because they were so little, they had to they had to eat. Right. Um, it wasn't, and, it wasn't like a trust the baby thing. It's like they needed weight yeah, on them. They yeah. had to eat for two months straight. Oh like God. I couldn't go like the first month I took them back to the doctor and he was like, mm, they need to gain a little more weight. Keep oh. going. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so tired. Um, and then when I had my fourth, my husband and I laughed for like, it's like, we don't even have a baby. <laughs> That's really funny. We're like, baby, there's a baby here. But, and she wasn't the one that was hard. Kids that really exhausted me in that postpartum time. Yes, I think. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Because you froze a little bit. That it was that you had a singleton and it wasn't that it was hard. Maybe it was that there were. It wasn't that she was hard. Okay. Um, It was that the older children were the difficult kids. You know, I had a 15 year old at the time who was, had lots of teenage, teenage angst and hated the world. And then I had these two three-year-olds who were like wanting to run all over the place and draw on the walls and just be crazy. So luckily my youngest was a pretty chill baby. She slept really well. Um, She was pretty low maintenance. You know, if she was colicky and high maintenance, you, you might have had to visit me at the psych ward. I don't know. <laughs> it's so it almost sounds my my best friend just had a a third baby and mm-hmm. and I like I feel like I'm hearing a similar thing like this baby's so good like she just like literally will have to be good like they have to be good because I always like they have to be good because otherwise I'd eat them like just to end <laughs> like they're not going to survive <laughs> like you have to be good to just get through this family and they also i find anyway like subsequent subsequent babies after the first are just like calmer because because you're calmer because oh that that's a good point i didn't think of that <laughs> that was not what i was going to say <laughs> my moms are so nervous and they're yes. so 
night. And it's like, relax, the baby's feet off of you. You can, you yes. know. And then the second time around, they're like, oh yeah, we can, we don't have to do it. The, you know, there's yeah. so much laid back. I think. And I think that they're just like exposed to so much more too. Like with the first baby, it's like when he's napping, it's like, everyone be quiet. Nobody talk, you know? And with the second, it's like- Vacuum around this one. Right? The, you could put like, a, like now we can't wake them up. Like they transfer so easily. They just, we can't yep. even wake them up because it's, yep. they're such good sleepers because it's, they've never had a quiet experience, I think, yep. in their entire life because our house is just wild, you know? <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that a little bit then. Let's get into postpartum doula support. What does that look like? And also, what is the impact of it? Right. Okay. So you're saying like moms are less nervous or like, oh, I, I'm thinking as you're saying, uh, you know, I had the twins and we're up every three hours. I'm like, God, it would have been so nice. I don't even know if you knew what a postpartum doula was no, back when you had the twins. No, I didn't. I absolutely didn't. And I probably would have sold my kidney if I could find <laughs> someone. I was like so exhausted. I was so, yeah. so exhausted. Like I didn't get more than like maybe. 90 minutes of solid sleep at a time because my husband was working two jobs. So during the week I took control of doing it all. So I would feed one baby and it would take a half hour. I'd feed the next baby. It would take another half hour. Were you breastfeeding? Do you mind if I ask breastfeeding or formula? I would sleep and then get up again. It was just exhausting. Were you breastfeeding, bottle feeding, no, formula bottle feeding? feeding? Bottle feeding formula. Yes. And it's still... So it's a full hour. Yes. Oh my goodness. That sounds so, very difficult. And, and I didn't want to like put them in it. They were so little. They couldn't really go in like a baby Bjorn bouncy seat or anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to hold one at a time and feed them because they were so little. They were four, right. three, and four, six when they were born. So oh they were real tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you come from being a mom of twins that was struggling on her own to becoming now a postpartum doula. How did you find out about postpartum doulas? What made you come into that work? And what do you actually do? Okay, well, um, I was trying to find something to do where I was actually doing something. You know, I was working with Twiniversity. I did a lot of stuff where I sit on my couch, reading stuff, typing. Um, and that kind of phased out a little. And so I had, in this, over the summer, I had met someone who was a birth doula. And she gave me the information on how to become a doula in general. So I trained to be a birth doula first, and then I trained to be a postpartum doula. And um, basically, I've always been the one, like my girlfriends had babies. And when my oldest was three, I had a girlfriend who had a one-year-old and then had a newborn. And her husband was a jerk. They're divorced at this point. But her husband was like, I'm going skiing for four days. And totally left her with a newborn and this one-year-old. Oh, my and goodness. I packed up my I packed up my three-year-old and moved in with her for the four days. Wow. And we always laugh now because like my daughter's married and has a baby and her son's now married. And we always joke, like, remember those four days I moved in with you? It was, and we all slept in one bed with Aww. her dog. It was like, we had, we had her one-year-old, my three-year-old, the dog, we had the baby in the bassinet and the two of us all in one bed. And you just got through it together. <laughs> oh, you froze. Oh no. So, and then my daughter had her baby and I helped her. So it's just, oh, it, I guess it's just in me to be like a helper. Mm. So, um, you know, and now I go to, I work with moms with single babies and twins and 
every scenario is a little different. I, I tell them they're the boss. We're going to do it their way, whatever they want to do. And um, so every situation is a little different. You know, I worked with a twin mom last night and she's having a lot of difficulty with her breast milk supply. She's met with lactation consultant. The babies are, are really small and they can't even really latch well. So she's pumping and she's still not producing. So it's a lot of getting her through the night of getting her through her pumps, feeding the babies, getting her to rest. It sounds like you're just as much an emotional sport for the yeah. mother. Like when I hear you say yeah. it's about getting her through her pumps, it sounds like you have to like talk with her. Yes, and because she was like her. breaking down last night. Like yeah, I can. I felt the scene. Yeah, feeling, and I'm like, your I'm like, your body is only made to feed one baby. Feeding two is astronomical to ask. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm, she's getting there, but she's on the verge of wanting to quit but she's like, I'm going to give it another week. So I'll be back there tomorrow night with her to see where we go. And yeah. So it's, so tell me a little bit about like, what is a typical, if there is such a thing, what does a typical shift look like for a okay. postpartum doula? Let's um, talk about overnight shifts. So you're okay. coming. Overnight some, shifts. My yeah. basic overnight shift is 10 PM to 6 AM. Okay. Um, I'll show up mom or dad will either be up or not, you know, so they'll be there waiting, ready to relax. Yeah. Um, some moms want me to bottle feed and they want to sleep. Other moms, like last night, they get up every three hours and I'm there with them. I get the baby, if they're breastfeeding, I will get the babies changed into a clean diaper and ready to go. The second mom gets up, Mm. I'll either bring the babies to her or we'll meet in the living room or where I'll get the other baby latched. I'll get her a snack, a drink. We'll do a little chit chatting, a little quiet time. I'll straighten up. I'll empty the dishwasher. I'll fold the laundry. I'll wipe the counters down. If she's bottle feeding, I get the bottles ready. If she's pumping, I make sure all the pump parts are clean. Um, Amazing. Whatever she needs, you know, a little snack, oatmeal, whatever. So, I mean, to me, I just want to, postpartum doulas sound like something I could use right now. <laughs> I'm four years postpartum next month. It sounds like you're just like this little fairy godmother that, that takes care of everything that, that the mother would normally be doing, except that she's caring for the little one. Yes. So, so that's incredible. And I, I don't know that until you're in that newborn phase, if you know how necessary it is. Like, it doesn't sound... Like as someone who's been through three postpartum times, I'm hearing you say all the things you're doing. I'm like, oh God, that sounds so nice. But I would imagine if I was pregnant and listening to that, I would go, I can fold the laundry. Like, isn't the baby going to sleep? What? Like, how hard is it to do that? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's all you do. And I get a lot of calls from people who have like two week old babies and they're like, Uh, can you come? (laughs) <laughs> or even the family that the family that I worked with last night when I interviewed them back in November before they had the babies, they were like, "We think we only want you during the day." And I was like, "Okay, absolutely, no problem." I said, "But just be open tonight." Mm. And they were in the hospital, and they were like, "Uh, can you come at night? Just come a little early." So I actually go a little earlier. I go at eight forty-five, and I stay a little later. I stay until about six forty-five. Oh wow. So with them, um, because they want that 
like if I was just going to leave at six, she would just be pumping and feed. Like I get her through that first morning and I yeah. get settled down and I wash everything up and I send her to bed. I get the babies swaddled and back in their cribs and she goes back to sleep. That is a beautiful thing. So she and her husband are very happy. I would imagine. So what does that look like in terms of like, how long do you typically stay with the family? Well, that's another thing. It's, it's totally different for every family. Okay. Some families want me for, you know, two or three weeks. Some families want like months mm. and I'm flexible, you know, like I contracted with this family for three weeks, but I already know, I already have my schedule. Yeah like the whole month of March, we're good. They're going to have me coming and going. And I'm pretty flexible with the amount of days. Like next week, her mom's coming into town. So I said, if you don't want me to come, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I said, but if you just want one night, I can do that too. And she was like, okay, okay I'll talk to Going back to work. And she said, maybe you can come a third night. Instead of two nights, you can come three nights. So I was like, all wow. right, you know, I'm pretty flexible with it. And then I, I let, like, I watched my grandson uh, and a few other kids on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I can't do Monday nights and Wednesday nights. And they know wow. that. Yeah. So I lay so that I, all out. Um, so what about baby nurses? Because I think baby nurses, at least for me before I, I didn't know what a postpartum doula was until my doula mentioned it before I was ever a doula. They, she mentioned it and I said, what is that? I'd never heard of it. But baby nurses I've heard of. So if you don't mind, could you explain, is it the same thing, just a different title? Um, I think What's it's a little different. Okay. Um, from my knowledge, they just deal with like the babies and they don't sit up and do breastfeeding support. They don't okay. fold the family's laundry. They're not emptying the dishwasher. They're not making mom a meal. Mm. More of people who are strictly bottle feeding and want to just sleep. Which I do also, I can do that as well, but nine times out of 10, mom is breastfeeding or they want me to do a little extra. And sometimes I do like basic childcare for their older children, Hmm. like getting them settled for the night as well. Right. And it sounds like a big part of what postpartum doulas do. And I don't know, I haven't actually spoken to a baby nurse. I probably should speak to a baby nurse. Um, but every postpartum doula is like talking about how they're, they're really in tune with the mother. So like yes. baby nurse, it's in the name, it's baby. And half yeah. of them aren't even nurses. They're just people. No, that just watch, people yeah. Right? They're not really, they're not nurses and right. they're not as educated from what I know, but that's just from what I know. I, right. I know. Well, we'll have to get one on this podcast, oh, yeah. so we'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> but I think it's a good, you know, distinction to understand that postpartum doulas are there for the whole family, for the mother, for the partners, and that you guys are there for the emotional support too. It's not just baby care. Yes, like, and it's like, like I got a text yesterday from a mom who I haven't worked with in two months, and she is going away for work for a week and she's worried that the babies aren't going to relatch. So we're trying to work on that with her. She's like, I breastfeed them four times a day. Now I'm going to be gone for a week. What's going to happen when I come back? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get her through that. Like right. the, the all the possible scenarios. So I don't know if they're going to relatch or not. And right. if they do great. And if they don't, let's be prepared for that. Absolutely. I spoke to um, Debbie Rotuno 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's the trainer, I believe, yeah. for the Long Island Dual Association yeah. training. And she said, you know, I asked her what a typical shift looks like. And she said, it really depends. Sometimes it's like laundry and cleaning and yeah. meals. And, and sometimes she said, there's this one client and it's in Long Beach. And I just go with her for a walk mm-hmm. with the baby. And yep. we sit on a bench and we talk for three hours yep. and then we go back and she's like, and it's just the woman and I, I am somebody who needs a lot of stimulation, a lot of conversation, a lot of connection. We were just talking about that. I really require, I, I'm probably an extrovert. I don't know. <laughs> like I require a lot no, of, you know, I like to talk interaction. And- yeah. So I can, I felt isolated. I felt like my brain was turning into mush when I was home with my babies. I loved being a mother. I still love being yes. a mother, but it but is it's very like, isolating. It's lonely. It's so no lonely. That. It's so lonely. It absolutely is. So I could see how having a postpartum doula there, you know, it's not a long-term solution. You still have to make mom no. friends. You and still I have to get out. I that. I said, I'm not here forever. I'm temporary. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make it so that you don't need me anymore. Right. Absolutely. It's very important. Um, mm-hmm. So what is the cost of a postpartum doula? What are the rates well, looking it like? It depends on location. And how many babies you and and time of like nights are more expensive than days. Okay. Um, I charge for daytime. I wouldn't charge any less than twenty five dollars an hour right now. Um, in in the city, it would be I charge forty dollars an hour. Um, and overnights on Long Island, I do thirty five to forty. If it's twins, I'll do forty an hour at night. And in the city, it's uh, anywhere from 50 to 60 at night. Okay. So I'm just trying to, I think part of what I'm trying to get a feel for are for the people who are listening to this, who are thinking about like a Be Her Village registry and adding services, like how much, how much would a typical doula package cost? Is it like $1,000, $2,000? Like well, what do people typically sign up for? Well, I usually have people doing um, two overnights, like if it's Long Island, Two overnights a week um, at thirty-five dollars. It's, I think it's two eighty-five a night. Times two. I can't do math right now. <laughs> me neither. I'm like, wait, let me get my calculator. Really? <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see. Uh, Let's do the math, ladies. So we don't have to. You don't have to do it. Oh, so two five seven. Two eighty. So five sixty. Five sixty a week for two full nights. Okay. And then sometimes they want me to come for like three hours on a random day just to get like, to take a nap, to take a shower, to whatever, to sit and chit chat. Right. So this is, so this is like an investment in their postpartum care and this should be part of their postpartum plan. Right. And I think, you know, everybody knows about birth plans, but I don't think people are making postpartum plans. And this is why I'm very happy to have you on. You're frozen. Oh, okay. okay, I know. I'm like, I think we just both froze. Um, so postpartum care plans, this is part of what Be Her Village is about, is about educating about why we need them and yes. then also like how to get them. So you're saying like for one week of support, it's over $500. Yes. Part of what we're going to be doing on this registry is it's going to be broken down into bite-sized chunks. So you can yes. register for two or three weeks. Let's say you get $1,500 worth of postpartum services which is honest, I have to just say, like, I know those numbers might sound big. It is invaluable. It's totally invaluable. The experience to how 
we shift into motherhood to how we find our confidence and our calm and our and our ability and our and our feelings of worthiness and value and and how we get sleep like just getting sleep changes everything, everything. like a everything. nap can change your entire life when you have oh, a two yeah. week old <laughs> Oh, yeah. But then yeah. Some moms don't want night help. Like they don't necessarily need it. Like mm-hmm. if you're just one baby in the breastfeeding, they may not want another person there mm-hmm. where they might want just the daytime. And that daytime help is. And so for three hours for $75, I can come in mm-hmm. one or two days a week and give you a break. Oh my God. Fold your laundry, That's go down nice. to the basement, throw the laundry in take, you know, switch it around, Yeah. wipe down the counters. You know, you want me to walk your dog around the block? I can do that, you know, or whatever. Right. Play with your three-year-old. Yeah. The baby sleeps and you take a shower. Right. Yeah. This is what, I mean, this is like what basically used to exist, right? Like we yeah. would have women yes. doing chores together. We would have women coming together, cooking the meals, preparing, caring for everybody's kids. My neighbors and I joke because we get together a lot. Like there's a bunch of neighbors that hang mm-hmm. out together. And I, not that I'm yelling, but I'm like, I find myself like reprimanding kids that aren't my own, but there's this like talked about and untalked about agreement between all of us that like, whatever kid is closest to you, that's who you like are in charge of. You know, there's, there's this camaraderie and like coming together and all the adults are in this together and it makes it so much easier instead of having to watch your kid. Yes. Um, so that's what I feel like with this postpartum doula work. Like I'm hearing this as, well, that's what used to exist. And like yes. some people have that. Some people have mothers and grandmothers that are coming and doing all of that. Um, but most, I don't know, most of us are either not close to our families emotionally or location wise, or they're working. Like my mom is working. My mother-in-law is working full time. They're not doing overnights at my house. You know, they're, yeah. they're, it's just they're not that full-time type of support that we can rely on. Some, some grandmas and moms aren't. Like, they don't want to do that. They want to yeah. come over and see the baby mm-hmm. and not help. Yes. So, I have to say the other thing, too. Um, Janelle on my team texted me, like, what do, we, what do we say to this question? It was, like, something about, like, my mom's coming. Why would I need a postpartum doula? And I said, it was just a text, like it was not well thought out, but I just was like, well, what you really say to that is postpartum doulas don't judge you. (laughs) You And you can say whatever you want. Like, I don't want it this way. And I'll listen to you. Right. There's not like the weight. Like, no, we need to do it this way. And sometimes there's a clash between the mom and the grandma Mm. and how things should be done. And there's like, what I've seen in my doula work is that grandmothers or mother-in-laws, the, the older women can be feel threatened by the choices that their daughters and daughters-in-law yeah. make. Like as if yeah. they make a different choice, then, then that's an attack on them, even though it's not at all. But it, it's like this intergenerational, yes. it just gets, it gets layered and it gets fraught. And it, a postpartum doula, it is so nice to be able to just hire someone and have yeah. be taken care of and like without guilt, without clash, without making all your own choices. And like, as you're talking about, it's like formula feeding, breastfeeding, working moms, not working moms, like whoever, it doesn't matter. There's not one way of, of, of parenting and there's not one type of parent that uses postpartum doulas. It sounds like every, every mom. Day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great. That's really great. Okay. 
Um, let's see. So before we wrap up, uh, my question for you is what, if you had one piece of advice and it doesn't have to be about postpartum doula work, but what would your one piece of advice be for pregnant people who are listening to this podcast? Um, expect the unexpected. Like you have this vision of what it's going to be like, what your baby's going to be like, what your baby's going to look like. And it most likely it's not going to be that way. So don't be surprised when things are completely different. Like you, you may think it's going to be the worst thing on earth. Oh my God, it's going to be horrible. And it might be easier than you think or vice versa and accept help. Even if it is just from your mom, mm. if you can't afford, if you really can't afford, accept all the help. Well, they should be able to afford it. Make their be her village yeah. registry. That's the whole idea. And <laughs> that your friends and family can buy it for you. Like, but I love that. List of help. things you need to get done and get them have you know, get your doula to do them. Yep. Yes, I love that. Accept help. That is that's like that could be a whole other hour long podcast about accepting help don't because that's say no to help that's not easy like, for everybody it isn't it's very it's oh no no i can i know a lot of people say no no i can do it hmm. why not accept the help why not right. well that's part of sorry when this was we were wrapping up but part of this be her village idea is like we're not supposed to be doing this alone no at all and there's this like american way right now where we all sit in our little boxes and we, you know, post great pictures on our social media and we cry when we're done posting them and yes. we feel alone and we feel lonely and we feel scared and we feel tired. And there's a sense of like, we can't ask for help because it's, it's not being offered. First of all, most, most family members are coming over and holding babies. People aren't bringing, you know, they might bring food like once, but they're not, you know, like there's not a built in support. It's, not system. it's like once, here's a meal and I'll see you in three weeks. Exactly. And, and in six weeks of your unpaid maternity leave, I hope your body is back, back, quote unquote, back. Okay. Yeah. And that you're back to work, breastfeeding, pumping, working. Like it's, you have to do everything. And there's everything. a sense that we have to do it on our own. And, and that's part of what Be Her Village is about. It's like, you don't have to do it on your own. Look at, look at all these wonderful people. I wish I knew what a postpartum doula was. I wish I knew you. Although when I was having babies, I don't know if you knew what a postpartum doula was. Yeah, <laughs> so let's spread the word about postpartum yes. doulas and get more women getting postpartum doulas as gifts because what is a better gift than like someone folding oh. your laundry and feeding you a meal and taking care of your baby? And talking to you. Up. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you so much for sitting down with us after your overnight shift. Go get some rest, Lauren. Bye. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Take care.